Gitin daf ayin aleph. The last thing we're discussing was someone who is not sane. How does he give a get? Then we talked about someone who is mute. How does he give a get? And with that, we're starting ayin aleph amud aleph. The first line in third word where it says amarav kana amarav. Hiresh hiresh in general is someone who is deaf mute, can't hear, can't speak. Shechol daber mitocha ketav. But on the other hand, he could write. Meaning he can't hear, he can't speak, but he could write down what he wants. They could write and give a get to his wife. So if he writes down a piece of paper, give a, a give a get to my wife, then we do it. And Amar of Yosef, what's the Hidush of Rav Kahana? Tenina, we learned the Mishnah, Nishtatek. If someone became mute, and they asked him, Nichtov get and Vihirkin Berashosh, we write a get and he nodded. Botkin Toshapami, check him three times. Imamar, Allah, love, Alhen, and if he said no about no questions, yes about yes questions. Hare Elu, Ichtebu, wait, no. So you see, we, 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 we rely on his nodding, his hints, so for sure in his writing. So Amar Lerebizera, Ilem Kamarti, talking about someone who is mute. Shani Ilem, Ilem is different because he could still hear. But when a person can't hear and can't speak, he's considered like a shoteh, someone who's not competent. So here the hidushes of Rav Ka'ana, that even though he's a deaf mute, we could still rely on his hints and his writing. If he could speak and not uh, and not hear, that's a hiresh. If he could uh, hear but not speak, that's an ilem. And both of them, we consider them competent for everything. The only time we have to worry and we consider Maharish it's not competent if he's deaf mute. The Gemara asks, So how do we know that someone that can speak but not hear is a Harish and or someone who could hear but not speak is a you see, it's a pasuk. A heresh can't hear, ilim can't speak. Ve'ibaitima, or, kitamrenche, like people say, ishtakel milule. What's an ilim? Ilim is short for ishtakel milule. His words were taken away from him. And Amar Bizera Ikashali, you know, if I have a problem with Rav Kahana, what he said, that a deaf mute could write and we go by his writing, if I have a question, Hakashali, this is my question, Tanya, imloyagid, the famous pasuk, if he doesn't say, venasav or no, this is in regards if a person saw something and he doesn't testify, he gets an avera. You have to testify if you saw something. So when the savano that's pratly, I'm coming to exclude an ilem. If he can't talk, he can't talk. And am I? Why can't? What's the, what's the problem? Let him write down what he saw, and that will be his testimony. So I'm abaye. I do What are you bringing down the testimony? Shani I do terhamana amar. It says Al Pishanaim So it says Mipihem Ktavam. It has to be from their mouth that we hear the testimony and not from their writing. So wait a second, Metive. Keshem Shabotkin Oto the same way we check the the person giving a get to see if he could nod. Keshem Shabotkin Oto Legitin Kach Botkin Oto Le Masaot Matanot. We check him the same way when it comes to business. Will I do your testimonies? Will you shot and to inheritance? But what does it say? It says Iduyot over there. It's a problem. Gabriel says, That's not a person who can't talk. We don't trust his writing. We don't hint. Why don't we just uh, over here? We'll give him, ask him questions, see if he could hint correctly. And the uh, same thing here. It says over here, we, we check him, and Iduyot. 
So Amar Yosef by Minyomi, Amar Rav Sheshat. No, that Brayta is talking about Be'idut Isha. That's coming to testify that her husband died. The Akilu Barabanan Hachamim were very lenient in that uh, testimony. We don't want to leave her in Aguna. So if the guy comes and writes down or he hints uh, that uh, the man died, then we could rely on it. Okay, fine. The Hakatana Yerushot. It says Yerushot. Yerushot is business. You see where we do go when it comes to business based on his hints. Amar Biyabhu, Yerushat ben Abichor. We're talking about his own personal Yerusha. He wrote down that he wants to give everything evenly. And uh, we want to see, does he really uh, hold of this or not? And we could go by his hints. Fine. Katarimi ha'at lemasa'otu matanot. We said business, right? My love, la'ama, isn't that business with other people? No, ladide. We're talking about him. We're not talking about his testimony on other people's business. We're talking about his testimony about his own things. Do you want to sell this? Do you want to buy this? And if he nods, then we go buy that. So now, the Gemara asks another kind of different question. You're telling me that a person who is deaf, mute, he can write and we can go by his writing. It says in the Brayta, Heresh lo halchu bo achar mizotav v'achar kefitzotav v'achar ktav yado ela b'metaltelim. When it comes to deaf mute, we don't go after his hints and after his jumps, meaning if he moves his lips this way, that way, or his writing. The only time we go by all that is dafka by movable property. But not when it comes to gitin, meaning his kiddushin was a kiddushin. He can't come and ask to write a get, which is like to come knock out a kiddushin, which is so strong. So it's a problem, Afghana. He's, he's telling you that writing works. He's telling you writing doesn't work. So the explains, Tana it's really a machlokitanim, Tanya Amaravan, Shimon, Gamliel, Bamidvrim Amurim. When do we say that we, we don't go by this mute uh, handwriting and hints when it comes to Gitin? That's if he was a deaf mute from the beginning of his life. And the Maharshal says, not necessarily the beginning of his life, he wasn't born that way. It could be even uh, when he was two, three years old. Uh, he became uh, deaf mute, and that was good enough to make him not competent for the rest of his life. But if he was sane and then he became a deaf mute, then you know his mind is all there. Who kotev? He could write the get vehen hotmin, and the idim can uh, sign. And you could say Rav Kana was talking about uh, someone who was sane and then he became deaf mute, and he goes according to that you could rely on his handwriting. Now, the Nashash brings up the point that uh, today, that was the Nashash's time, that there is in the city of Vienna a, a, a Bet Sefer, a school that teaches deaf mutes how to read and write, even if they were born that way. So the Shela would be, what would be in that case? If, the, if a person who is deaf mute wrote that they should give a get his wife, the question, what would be over there? So the Gemara asks a question, Really? A person who is born deaf mute, we're not going to go after his hands. Wait a second. It says, the same way a Heresh could get married with hands, he could also divorce her with hands. Meaning, if his Kiddushin, let's say it's not 100%, fine, then his divorce is not 100% either. And with that, not 100% can knock out that 100%. So the Gemara explains, You're right. If we were talking about his wife, then you have a good point. Then he could divorce her like that. What are we talking about? Bibimto. His Yebama. And his Yebama is so, is stuck to him so strong. That's a Deoraita. 
his divorce, which is, let's say, the Rabbanan, is not strong enough to knock out that Deoraita. So the Gemara tries to understand. Who is this Yabama from? What type of brother? If his brother was also a Heresh, well, then Kashem is the same way his brother was a Heresh, only did a Kiddushin with hints. So if the second brother gets rid of her with Remizah, that should be good enough. Now you have to say the case was that the the brother did a strong kiddushin. He was he, he was competent. He did a strong kiddushin, and she's stuck. To, she's stuck to this not competent person, this Hayresh, in a deoraita bond, and he could only let her free the rabbanan. And that's why writing won't help in this type of case. And over there, Rabban Shimon bin Gamliel said, it all depends if he was born a Heresh or was he born competent and he became a Heresh afterwards. Or, you could say also that his brother was a Heresh. The reason he can't just simply divorce her with writing, if if his brother was also a Heresh and did that Kiddushin was originally the Rabbanan, because you might come to do a Rabbanan divorce in a case where the brother was not a Heresh, rather he was competent. If that's the case, then he himself, his wife also, we should be gozer that he shouldn't be able to do a, a, a girushin with hints. Because we we should worry that if he does it in that type of case, then maybe even in the case where his brother was a pikeh. Yebama, you could you could get mistaken with the halachot of Yebamot, and therefore we should be mahmir in general just because. However, Ishto, Bibimto, but his wife and Yebama has different halachot, and therefore we don't have to be gozer. So I'm ask a question. Okay, let's say it's Yebama and Yebama, those two cases. Do we really worry that the Heresh was going to give a, a get to his uh, Yebama? Do we have to worry the, the difference between if the original brother, the original husband, was a Heresh or Pekiah? Do we really have that Gezerah? Didn't we learn that two brothers who are deaf mute, they're married to two sisters who are competent, or opposite, two sisters that are Hereshot? Or maybe there's two sisters, one a hot hot one's competent, the hot heresh one's not. The opposite, there's two sisters that are uh, that are not competent. They're married to two brothers who are competent. Or they're married to two brothers who are not competent. Or to two brothers, one is competent, one's not. In all these cases, they are patur from halitzani boom. Since the, their brothers are married to sisters, and it doesn't matter what the case is, then the women are patur from yibum. The reason is, no matter who it is, she has to fall in front of the other brother, and the other brother is married to her sister, and therefore they, they can't do yibum or halitza. Let's say these two women, they were not sisters, they're not connected to the other, and one of the brothers dies, then you can sue, then you have to do Yibum, and you can't do Halitza, because 
he can't say to the Betin, I can't, I don't want her, I don't want to take her. So therefore, they have to do the Yibum, get married. If they want to get divorced afterwards, the only way to do it is with a get. So let's say we're talking about a case where brother number one, who was a Heresh, got married to woman number one. Brother number one dies. And this uh, woman number one falls to brother number two, who's also Heresh. You could see there is a possibility of divorce. He could give a get. And that frees everyone. Now, before we said there's a gzera, because maybe Harish is going to divorce his brother who was competent's wife. Ella, you have to say, that second answer was no good. Rather, you have to say that we're talking about where the first brother was not competent and therefore his derabanan can knock out his brother's derabanan. But if the first brother was a pikeh, we wouldn't be able to do that. And we are not a gozer. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to that original case where if a deaf person writes down on a piece of paper to give get to his wife, and we said we don't go by Hirish by his handwriting, and a bunch of Gamliel says that it all depends if he was born that way or not. And Amar Yohanan, Halukin Alab Haverav Al Gamliel. You should just know Rabbanchimal wasn't coming to explain things, he was coming to argue. I mean, his friends hold that a pikeah who's nitharish, we don't go after his handwriting either. And Amar we also have a Mishnah like that it says that if a person was Mekadesh, a woman, and then afterwards nishtatet, she became not competent. She became insane. Lo yotzi, you can't divorce her because you also need the woman's da'at to get divorced. Meaning you can't just uh, throw a get to this lady and just throw her out. People are going to treat her as a hefker, as nut, things like that can happen. You have to take care of her. However, Nitharish, who if he became a deaf mute after the Kiddushin, or Nishtata, or he became not competent, lo yotzi olamit, he can never get divorced. Now, my olamit, what does that mean, never? Lav, afal gav, daber even though he could write, and still that's not good enough, and his hints are no good, and he can't give a get. Amar of Papa, that word olamit that we understood is forever. He loved If I didn't hear Yohanan saying that there was an argument here, Hava Amina, I would have understood that Rabban Shimon Gamliel I thought originally that Rabban Shimon Gamliel is coming to explain Tanakama. He wasn't arguing on him. Umay olamit. What does that mean? Olamit. Can I forget the words? Afagav the Hazina le the Harif. Even though we see that this uh, deaf mute is a smart guy. Still, he can't give her a divorce with hints. As the Primagadim explains, Hachamim didn't give a uh, IQ test, they didn't give a shi'ur, a measurement to what's considered competent, not competent, smart. They said no. But once Rabbi Hanan said that there is a mahlokat over here between Hachamim and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, you have to explain that even though he could write, it's still no good. Inami, or you could understand the word Olamit, Lechdabi Yitzhak, Rabbi Yitzhak explained the Amar, Yitzhak, what does that mean that if he he was normal and then he became not uh, not competent, that uh, he can never get divorced? And the Rish doesn't say that. He's coming to teach me that Devar Torah Shota Mit Gareshet. Really, in Torah, a woman who's not competent can get a divorce. Miridava Pikahat Balkorhat. It's like any other woman who you could force to get into her hand, that's it. What's the reason she's not Gareish? We don't want people to treat her as hefker, as new things like that. People will take advantage of her. And that's why in the Sefer, when he became a Shoteh, well, there's no way out of this. That's why it says Olamit. But with the when she became not competent, it doesn't say the word Olamit since it's just a Dirabanan. 
And that's the way they originally want to explain it until Rabbi Hanan came and said that Hachamim are actually arguing on Rabban Shimon Gamliel. And they understood the word Olamit means even if he could write it down, it's still no good like Tanakama. Now, before I continue, now that we've finished the entire sugi of someone who's not competent, if someone wants to get a nice idea of the sugi of not competent, look at a situation of something called the Get of Cleves. C-L-E-V-E-S. This was a big sugiah in Europe a couple hundred years ago where a man and a woman got married. A couple days later, the guy went nuts. And then uh, within a week, he re- wanted to run away from the government and uh, he wrote a get. Uh, he said he was 100% normal. The rabbi who gave the get thought he was 100% normal. And then uh, already ha- some rabbis were saying that, uh, no, it was a pasul get. He's considered uh, shote. That wasn't a good get. And other rabbis uh, saying it was a good get. And there was a lot of back and forth. This was war in Europe around that time. And that, that sugya is brought up every time there is an insanity, temporary insanity type of case. And what do we do in this type of case or that type of case? It is brought up. So very, very good to look at it. The get of cleaves. Now the next Mishnah is going to discuss a case where the man is competent. And it starts where Amru lo nichtov get lishtecha. Let's say they told this person, let's say he's about to die, whatever the case may be, he's about to fly. And they said, should we write a get for your wife? He said, write it. Amru la sofer v'chata v'la'edim v'chatmu. They told the sofer to write it and they told the edim to sign it. Even though they wrote it and they signed it, and they gave it back to the husband himself, and he gave it to the wife. The get is no good. Until the husband himself tells the, the sofer to write and the idim to sign. Now, on Daf Samach Vav, we discussed in Mahlokat Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, a person told three people to give a get to his wife. According to Rabbi Meir, he made them a betin, and they could appoint other people to do the get. And according to Rabbi Yossi, they're the ones who have to write it up, sign it, and give it. They can't bring other people to do it. And we said that in a case where he said, Kitvu Tunu, write it and give it, that even Rabbi Meir would agree to Rabbi Yossi that Dafka, they're the ones who have to be the ones who write it and give it, no one else. Or in a case if it's only two people, they cannot be a betin to appoint other people, even Rabbi Meir would agree with Rabbi Yossi. And the Gemara starts off, Ta'ama Delo Amar Tenud. It sounds like in the uh, in the Mishnah that the reason is because he told them Ketovu, he didn't say the word Tenu. And that's why they can't uh, appoint other people to do it. But if you told three people to, to give that to get, not nin. It sounds like they would be able to give it money. Who's that like? Rabbi Meiri. It sounds like Rabbi Meir. The Amar Mile Misana Shaliyah. Rabbi Meir holds that words can be passed over from one Shaliyah to the other, meaning uh, a get, for example. Uh, a, a husband can make one Shaliyah, and that Shaliyah can make another Shaliyah, according to Rabbi Meir. Now the problem is, look at the sefa. Until you tell the sofer to write, Aidim sign, meaning Dafka, the husband can make Shalihim, nobody else. And that's Atan Rebiosi, the Amar, that's like Rebiosi who said, that words cannot be passed over from one Shalih to the other, meaning that the Shalihut cannot be passed over from one person to the other, Dafka, the ones that the husband set up, and nobody else. 
Now the problem is, it sounds like Resha Rabbi Meir v'Sefer Rabbi Yossi that the beginning of the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, the end is Rabbi Yossi. How could that be? So the Gemara answers, Yeah, in yeah, Resha Rabbi Meir v'Sefer Rabbi Yossi. So that's answer number one. Abaye Amar Abaye gives a second option that Kula Rabbi Meir, the whole thing is Rabbi Meir v'Hach Abemar Askin. And over here, what are we dealing with? Delo Amar Tenu. He didn't say the word Tenu. He only said the word Ketovu. And in that type of case. It would only be good if he told the sofer himself. The Gemara says, Ihach, if that's the case, then Sheomar Tenumi Baile, until the last piece of the Mishnah, which is Ad Sheomar Sofer Ketov, would be a bigger Hidush if he would have said Ad Sheomar Tenu, and that would have finished the entire story. That would have taught us everything. Meaning, if he just said Tenu works for them to make a Shaliyah, all the more so if he told the sofer and the Idim themselves. So now the fact that it didn't say that shows you it's not like Rabbi Meir, rather it's like Rabbi Yossi. So you can't answer that. So Ela, the Gemara tries a different thing. Ela hacha b'maskinan, what are we talking about? Delo amar lebet lata, he didn't tell three people, he only told two people. So the two people are not like a betin, if it would be three, they're like a betin, they could uh, maybe uh, appoint more people, but if it's only two, they can't appoint uh, people. So again, asks, That last piece in the Mishnah, which says, It should just say, until you tell three people, and then it would work. And that would have taught us everything, and Kol Shekin, if I would have told the, the Sofer and the Aidim. The third option, the entire thing is Rabbi Yossi, and what are we dealing with here? He didn't tell the Shilihim, Imru. He didn't say, say to the Sofer and the Idim to write. He just said Ketovu. But the Gemara says, if that's the, if that's the case, then that last piece where it says, it should say until he says to them. And that would have been a bigger Hidush, and I automatically would have learned that if he would have said to the Sofer and the Aidim, that would have been good. We had another problem, if you say the entire thing is Rabbi Yossi, would Rabbi Yossi really agree that if he said Imru, uh, Imru la Sofer and Imru la Aidim, that would, the get would have been good? We learned that if on that get is only Ketav Sofer Ve'aid, the write, the handwriting of the Sofer and the, the one witness, Kasher, it's good. Ve'amar Birmiyah, when we said Ketav Sofer, is Hatam Sofer Shaninu, that the Sofer signed over there. Ve'amar of Hazdam Atnitin, who's our Mishnah like? Rabbi Yossi, de'amar mi'le lomim seran, the Shaliyah, it's like Rabbi Yossi, who said words cannot be passed over the Shaliyah, meaning a Shaliyah can't make a Shaliyah. So we're not worried that the Sofer signed the get without the husband telling him to, straight out. Now, now if you hold that Rabbi Yossi agrees, then the case where you where the husband tells two people to, to go tell people to write that get, then you have a big problem when I come out of this. Why does it mean that sometimes the husband will tell two people, go tell a Sofer to write a get and these two to sign the get, and not to embarrass the sofer, they're going to tell him to write, they're going to tell him to write, and the husband never said this, meaning they're going to worry that maybe the sofer is going to get upset, hey, maybe I'm Tamir Hakam also, I should be able to sign the get, I'm good enough, why do you need to find these two people? And they're not going to be able to explain that the husband said Dafka, these two people. Bottom line is, you see that Rabbi Yossi would not agree by Imru ever. He'll never let the husband tell the shlichim to go appoint a sofer and a'idim. 
So you can't say that the entire thing is Rabbi Yossi. Ela, you have to explain. You have to go back to our original answer that the Resha is Rabbi Meir, the Sefa is Rabbi Yossi. And we'll start right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.